Welcome to Words Matter with Katie Barlow. Welcome to Words Matter. I'm Katie Barlow. Our goal is to promote objective reality. As a wise man once said, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, not their own facts. Words have power and words have consequences. This week, in honor of Women's History Month, we wanted to pay tribute to one of the most consequential leaders in American history. Eleanor Roosevelt was the niece of the 26th President of the United States and the wife of the 32nd. But make no mistake, she was a political thinker, an international activist, and a world leader in her own right. Of all her achievements and successes, perhaps none was more personally satisfying and poignant than her work after FDR's death at the United Nations, in particular on the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Adopted at the Third UN General Assembly held in Paris, to this day, it is one of the most meaningful and important accomplishments in the 75-year history of that World Assembly. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights, as Ken Burns noted in his award-winning series, The Roosevelt's, was history's first attempt at laying out the principles under which all nations should behave toward their own citizens and toward each other. And it was largely the work of one delegate from the United States, Eleanor Roosevelt. It was no easy task leading the International Drafting Committee at the dawn of the Cold War. But the former First Lady, as always, was shrewd, persuasive, and relentless. As tough as she was tactful, she drove her fellow delegates so hard that one felt compelled to remind her that they had human rights too. If they wanted shorter days, Theodore Roosevelt's favorite niece answered, they should make shorter speeches. At 3 a.m. on the morning of December 10th, 1948, the General Assembly approved the Universal Declaration of Human Rights without a single dissenting vote. After that historic vote, the entire General Assembly did something it had never done before and has never done since. It rose to give a standing ovation to a single delegate, Eleanor Roosevelt. With that, let's listen to Eleanor Roosevelt's 1948 speech on the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Fellow delegates, the long and meticulous study and debate of which this Universal Declaration of Human Rights is the product means that it reflects the composite views of the many men and governments who have contributed to its formulation. Not every man nor every government can have what he wants in a document of this kind. There are, of course, particular provisions in the Declaration before us with which we are not fully satisfied. I have no doubt this is true of other delegations. And it would still be true if we continued our labors over many years. Taken as a whole, the delegation of the United States believes 
that this is a good document, even a great document. It is a declaration of basic principles of human rights and freedoms to be stamped with the approval of the General Assembly by formal vote of its members and to serve as a common standard of achievement for all peoples of all nations. We stand today at the threshold of a great event both in the life of the United Nations and in the life of mankind. This Universal Declaration of Human Rights may well become the international Magna Carta of all men everywhere. We hope its proclamation by the General Assembly will be an event comparable to the proclamation of the Declaration of the Rights of Man by the French people in 1789 the adoption of the Bill of Rights by the people of the United States, and the adoption of comparable declarations at different times in other countries, at a time when there are so many issues on which we find it difficult to reach a common basis of agreement, it is a significant fact that 58 states have found such a large measure of agreement in the complex field of human rights. This must be taken as testimony of our common aspiration, first voiced in the Charter of the United Nations, to lift men everywhere to a higher standard of life and to a greater enjoyment of freedom. Man's desire for peace lies behind this declaration. The realization that the flagrant violation of human rights by Nazi and fascist countries sowed the seeds of the last world war has supplied the impetus for the work which brings us to the moment of achievement here today, that man must have freedom in which to develop his full stature and through common effort to raise the level of human dignity. We have much to do to fully achieve and to assure the rights set forth in this declaration. But having them put before us with the moral backing of 58 nations will be a great step forward. In conclusion, I feel that I cannot do better than to repeat the call to action by Secretary Marshall in his opening statement to this assembly. Let this third regular session of the General Assembly approve by an overwhelming majority the Declaration of Human Rights as a standard of conduct for all. And let us, as members of the United Nations, conscious of our own shortcomings and imperfections, join our effort in good faith to live up to this high standard. Thank you for listening to Words Matter. Please rate and review Words Matter at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.